Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon, I got Brett, and I got Garrett here with me, and we have a very, very special guest. I mean, it just seems like we've been having a lot of special guests recently, but we have a special guest who, his first time at our church was this past Sunday, and it's a crazy story that we'll get to eventually, but this is William, and he's a guest from YWAMS. Welcome to the show, William. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a, a fun, fun blessing. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Today we've been recording a bunch of uh, our magnetic team that went to YWAM and having them share about their uh, personal experiences on their trip. And it's cool because William was here too, just to kind of hang out. And we started talking and said, oh, we feel like our people need to hear some of the stories and some of the things that you're doing uh, in your personal walk with Christ and some of the ways that YWAM has in- impacted you, but wanted to get started with, well, how did you meet Garrett? Because I feel like you guys have a, a personal connection. How did you guys meet? And then how did you end up here today? So uh, on YWAM, something we did was intercession. Uh, we, we just, you know, um, there were two teams that they wanted us to pray for. Um, one was William's team and the other was a team to Brazil. Um, I, I was actually one of the people that prayed for you. I don't know. If, I don't think I told you that. No, you um, didn't. That's wild. Yeah, but it was just... You know, they they just told us, oh, they're in Corona. Uh, just pray for them because they're on a mission trip where they are out there with nothing and they're just letting the Lord provide. Um, and so I was able to pray for him. And um, I, caught a, I got a couple of words of, uh, from the Lord for, for William. And um, I never thought I'd meet him because I was like, you know, he's all the way <laughs> back in Corona. So it was wild when he showed up to church on Sunday. <laughs> okay, so you this is when you were in Salem. Yes. And you guys had an intercession time and then you guys were praying for his team and you had never even met them yet, but you're praying for his team as they were in Corona and you guys had to like write different things down, right? Yeah, we did. So it was just pray and see what the Lord had for them and just write it down and they took a picture of uh, what we wrote and they just sent them the pictures. Oh man. <laughs> wow. And then, and then the Sunday after that, after you guys come back, then you find out that he's actually at our church. <laughs> Yeah, because when we saw them, it was like, aren't those the guys from the video? Because they showed us a video of you guys talking about like what you're doing and how the Lord has provided. Um, so we recognize you, um, but I didn't know you guys were the people we prayed for. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pr- that's a pretty amazing God story right there. Okay, so William, how did you end up at our church? <laughs> yeah, no, so like Garrett said, we were in Corona. We had uh, come from Vegas and didn't find a place to stay there. So drove through the night and got to Corona and took a day to rest. And then Thursday morning, yeah, uh, Salem said they were praying for us. They sent us the word. So we got together as a team and prayed through all of them. And a lot of the words were about Huntington Beach. And the long story short is in Huntington Beach, we were there for three days and we're getting hosted by strangers on most nights. And on Saturday night, we stayed at a stranger's house who was really close to Catalyst and uh, Patty said she had some supporters and friends at Catalyst. And she said, hey, guys, what if we go to Catalyst on Sunday? And we said, praise God, let's go. And we had no idea that the, <laughs> the MA team was there. So I showed up there, you know, just ready for a church service. Oh, this is awesome. And someone said, yeah, there's a there's a team that was in YWAM Salem just this last week. And I was like, no way. I think these are the ones who prayed for us. And we walked out and, and found them. So, Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's a crazy... <laughs> Just the way that God has brought everything together. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. No, I'm, I'm blown away because my wife, I think, spent some time talking to you guys. I was teaching the middle middle school group, and she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I was talking to these guys, and they're on this missions trip, and I think they're just, like, in a van going wherever God wants them <laughs> to go. And I'm just like, 
what are you talking about? Like, I don't think we, did we have that sketch for church? She's like, oh no, they were just here. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Are they connected with our YWAM team? And she's like, I'm not sure, but it seemed like they knew each other. So yeah, I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing to hear the actual story behind it and, and to see how God orchestrated it all. Yeah, only God could do something like that, right? So William, can you describe a little bit about your missions trip and what you're doing and kind of the journey? Because as you were sharing it with us a little bit earlier, I was like, whoa, this is, this is kind of way outside the box. And I just want to hear it from you and let our, our church congregation hear from you kind of why you decided to go on this trip, kind of the process that you guys are going through, because yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So the trip is based out of Luke chapter 10, and the concept is to do a Luke 10 trip. Um, and I'm just going to read it because I think that does, does the best justice to the heart of the trip. Jesus says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And it goes on a little further. Um, but the concept is just, man, the kingdom is at hand. And my friends and I have been praying about this for a while of this idea of what if we just go? What if we go with nothing and just trust that God will provide and and go from city to city, find that person of peace who would, who would provide and, and just go proclaiming the message of the kingdom, however God calls us to, um, and let him provide for our, our practical needs as we go. And so it, the team started praying about it around the time when Jesus Revolution came out because it really, I mean, brings that inspiration back of, wow, God could move in our generation. Um, and it's been a, a, a season of praying for it. And then in June, the team took off from Minnesota in my roommate's van, went to Nebraska, went to Denver, went to Arizona, and then went to Vegas. And that's where I met the team. Um, but the heartbeat has just been, man, let's go from city to city as the spirit leads. Let's get together and day by day, pray and say, Lord, where do you have us for the day? Um, and if we find a, a home where people are providing for us and want to host us, we'll stay until until the Lord says to move or they say, hey, we think God wants you to move on from us. And that's that's been the nature of the trip thus far. Wow, that's pretty crazy that you guys are really taking these verses literally and yeah. just going and seeing what the Lord will provide and and really trying to minister to people out of that. I think that's pretty awesome to see your faith and the ways that you're taking your steps of faith to really just do what Jesus asked. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, so I didn't join the team at the beginning. I came to join them for a portion in the middle and it was really uncomfortable the first couple of days. It's like, man, we're here in Vegas with nothing. Mm. Where are we going to stay tonight at a strip club? Like you you just don't know who's going to open doors. Um, and we, and, it's stretching because it's, man, I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. I can't use the wallet in my pocket to pay for food. I'm, I'm trusting God to provide. And yet every single day we've eaten and every single day we've had a place to stay, which is, it's something that you read about in books and then you experience yeah. it and you're like, oh, this is actually real. God can do this. Has your view of God changed over the course mm. of your time on this trip? Yeah. Um, 
I I would say the main thing I've learned about the Lord is just how abundant his provision is in a different context. Where I could say that before, yeah, God provides. But to literally be in a place where I have nothing and say, I'm going to prioritize seeking his kingdom first and all these things will be added to us and I'm not going to worry about it, um, which which has been stretching. It's like something that you hear about, again, in Sunday yeah. school or growing up or had some experiences with. But to see provision at such um, such a wild level. And I say wild because the stories are just crazy. It's like pinching myself. Is this actually real? Um, and it's disarmed a lot of the anxiety that I would generally feel when asking God for provision. Yeah. I think that's part of the season that we're in as a church is we're, you know, the series that we're going through right now is facing giants. And really your trip seems like you really have to have faith to, in, in order to pursue all of these different things that you're doing and for a lot of people, this would seem like a huge giant to be able to do that and to trust the Lord with that much, right? Just even yeah. what are you going to eat that day or, yeah. you know, where am I going to sleep that night? Most of us don't have, that's not even like a concept that we have to worry about ever. And you're putting yourself in position to do that and to have that type of faith. Where do you think that like started from? Where do you think that you got that desire to put yourself out there for that? Mm. That's a really good question. I've, and for me growing up in the church, I, I grew up in a Christian family and it was these stories you hear all the time. But when I was 16, I was around that time of life where I was like, am I going to believe this for myself? Is this even real? Is it worth believing in? And I started to question, man, is this real or is this an idea I hold to in my mind? Mm. Um, and starting hearing stories about other people having experiences like this, it would always cause my heart to beat a little bit because I didn't know if I really believed or knew God that way or if I just had a mental assent to say, yeah, I think that's true. And so I didn't know if I thought it or if I believed it. And I had this desire, like, I want to know if God's real. I want to, I want to see him move. And I've been told my whole life, hey, here's the stories of the Bible. Hey, trust and believe. Hey, this is who God is and you can rely on that. But there's something that can be learned about God only through experience, where your 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 faith goes from thought to rooting deep in your heart, where you, you now have a testimony to say, whoa, I have seen God move. And so it started when I was 16, really, of saying, I want to know if this God's real. And I, I did end up going doing an YWAM as a part of that journey. And there's there's a whole lot of stories of of God moving there and, and that hunger has just continued to grow over time to say, I want to know who this God is. And if this is what the Bible says about him, I want, I want to, I want to know him that way. Yeah. Yeah. So you earlier, you had shared a little bit like that you have some amazing provision stories and that those are some pretty tangible ways that you've been able to see God work. Can you share some of those with us and with some of our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. Even starting at the beginning of the trip, like I said, my, my heart was to join this team for a little bit and, and be a wind in their sails. And I thought I was going to meet them in Los Angeles. So I bought a ticket to Los Angeles from Minnesota and they had a layover in Vegas. And um, I was going to stay with some friends in Los Angeles until the team arrived because I didn't know what day they would get here. But the day before my friend said, hey, I actually can't host you in Los Angeles. Uh, do you have anything else you can do? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll pray. And then I found out from this van team that they were still in Arizona and were planning on stopping in Vegas first. And I was like, man, there's no chance they're going to be in Los Angeles anytime soon. So I had prayed with my friends and um, felt led to, to get off the plane in, in Vegas because I had a layover there. So I got there not knowing if the team was there or not because they weren't in, in communication oh very much with me. 
So I got off and it was just saying like, uh, I think in Philemon, Paul prays like, I'm praying that the Lord would graciously give me into your hands. And I was praying that quite literally like, God, can you please connect me with them? I arrived at midnight ended up getting a hotel in Vegas because they're really cheap. And it was five miles from the airport. So I walked there. It took me about two hours. I get there at 2 a.m. And when I arrived there, I get a text from Isaac that said, yeah, we just got to Vegas. Oh, man. And oh, so wow. I joined them. I met them at 30 minutes after I arrived at the hotel. And that was the first provision. Like, man, I don't know if I was going to have a place to stay. I didn't know if I was going to be stuck in Vegas for a week. I don't know how I was going to get because I'm flying home through Los Angeles. So I don't know if I was going to be able to get here. So that was, that's when I knew the trip was like, whoa, God's providing. And then there's some really cool provision in Huntington Beach. The first day we got there um, with no plan for where we were going to sleep. And we just started worshiping. We have a little amp and a mic and a guitar. So we were worshiping and sharing the gospel over the mic, reading the Bible over the mic, going around doing one-on-one evangelism. And this family sat behind us and they started talking to us. We found out they were Christians and they heard our story. And the grandpa said, man, you can you guys can stay with me tonight if you want. I'm up in Orange. I'm only 30 minutes away. And so we were like, no way. And um, we prayed about it and we said, okay, yeah, we'll come. And so we got to his house around midnight and he had bought us all in and out. Um, and the next morning he bought us all, all more right, Was food. that your first time having in and out No. I've been to California twice before okay. and okay. it's the frequented stop. <laughs> I I know, I don't know if in and out is, is lost its magic to you guys here, but no. for me, no. every time. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. That, that, that's why I had to ask because I know, I know you're from Minnesota. So it's like, oh, you know, they had in and out. I wonder how special it was for, for you. in and out is so special for me. <laughs> in fact, I had literally prayed on the way from Vegas. I was like, God, I know we're not allowed to get food on our own. So could you provide some in and out <laughs> That's awesome that he he actually heard your prayer and <laughs> the deepest longing of yes. your heart to have this in and out and and he provided it for you too. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, another story was the second day we were there and we were doing the same thing where we were worshiping right at the pier of Huntington Beach and the, this day we didn't have strangers come up to us and offer their place. We weren't sure what was going to happen, but provision came in a different way where people would just walk up to us and hand us money. And we, when we're playing worship, we make sure to keep our case behind us so it doesn't look like we're busking. And when people offer us money, we're like, no, no, we're just doing this for God. But if they insist, we're like, we're not going to reject it. Mm -hmm. um, and there was this homeless guy who came and sat next to one of the guys on our team while we were worshiping. And they were talking. I had no idea what they were talking about. But after he leaves, my friend's like, dude, he just gave us $100. <laughs> and so we literally got provided for from the Lord uh, by a homeless guy to stay at a hotel that night because that guy gave us a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like mind blowing. A homeless guy gave you a hundred dollars. We thought the bill, this sounds really bad, but my friend <laughs> thought it was fake at first. Cause he, I mean, this guy was um, like, I was worried that this guy was a distraction because sometimes people mm. will come and try to distract and, oh, I'm actually Jesus or like the straight up blaspheming or, oh, you guys can't be sharing this or, oh, could you shout me out over the mic or just guys spewing gobbledygook. And so I wasn't sure if it was one of those, but literally this guy provided for us a place to stay. <laughs> wow. He doesn't even have a home for himself and he, he's providing a, a place for you guys to stay. That's, yes. that's crazy. Yeah. And then the last provision story um, was the, the, the night following, which leads into how I, we even connected with Catalyst was Saturday night. 
we got in, invited by a stranger around 10 p.m. while we were worshiping. He heard about our story, said, yeah, you can come stay with us. He, his name's John. He, he's been a youth pastor in the area for a while, and he lives, I forget the city name, but close to Catalyst. And so he took us in and did the same thing where he bought us a whole meal for dinner and breakfast the next morning and gave us a ton of money as well, saying, I think God wanted me to give you this. Um, and that, that was a wild story provision as well. Cause we didn't know where we were going to stay that night, let alone go to church the next morning. And because he offered it so late and we said, yes, that's what prompted us to go to catalyst. Cause it was so close to, to where his house was. So just wild provision. We went from having no money in Vegas to having like so many strangers give us money and so many people open their homes and buy us food and things. It was wild. Wow. That's an amazing story of just God providing for you guys. And you know, I think a lot of times nowadays we don't think of God as a provider in that way, right? It's like, oh, God gave me the skills to do my work so that I can provide. Right. You know, that's more how our framework is for provision. But right. just the miraculous ways that God has provided for you on the trip, it's like, wow, God still does that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's not to make light of the other ways God's provide because I believe in that as well. No, for sure. Um, but yes, it is, it is special. It's unique because... It's, it's exhilarating. It's like every day I don't know what's going to happen. What's the Lord going to do? So you guys mentioned, or you mentioned that um, every day you guys are like praying in the morning, seeking the Lord on what you're going to do for the day. It's like, what does that look like for you? Like, how do you know, like, oh, this is what we're supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So we, we get together in the morning and we start with just doing a Bible study. We've been going through the book of Matthew. So we'll read it. We'll, we'll discuss, we'll talk, we'll you know, comment on any themes that the Lord brought up in it. And then we just get together and pray. We say, Lord, like, where do you have us today? Um, and then we all share anything we felt the Lord put in our heart. And then we'll, we'll talk about it, pray it until we feel peace as a team. Mm-hmm. And then we go. Um, and something that we've learned as a team is that there's times when it feels disconnected or, or confusing. Like, whoa, is it, what if we have different opinions or we, we heard different things? Um, and so with that, we always rely back on the word, on the Bible, because it's, Jesus said, go. He said, go make disciples of all nations. So we know we're walking in the will of God doing that. Um, and so there's days where we don't feel like God dropped a word out of heaven, take this step, then this step, then this step, go to this place. But we know that he's called us to go. We know that he's called us to make disciples and share the gospel. So we'll go trusting. Um, and there's other places where, you know, for Huntington Beach, for example, we got a word from you guys in YWAM Salem praying for us and we all felt peace about it. So we went and then we stayed there for three days. It, it was every day. Do you guys still feel peace staying? Yeah, we do. So then we don't talk for two hours about it. We're just like, okay, let's go. Um, and, you know, we're, we'll check in with each other throughout the day. What are you guys feeling? Different people have different giftings in the spirit and one person might have a gift of discernment and say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing this. Maybe we should go this place instead. Like maybe we should worship in this area or maybe we should spend time praying for each other. Cause I notice a lot of us are, are really drained right now. So I don't know if that answers mm-hmm. the question, but we start together in the word. We pray, we, we ask God to speak to us and we follow those as he gives. And if we're confused or unsure, we're just, Hey, the word of God is, is still clear and it, it is the will of God. So let's just act on that and trust that God would, would move in directing. I know it might seem blatantly obvious to the listeners, but for you personally, experiencing these, um, you know, these exhilarating, extreme ways that God is meeting you guys, I'm sure there's still times where there's difficulties and times where like you are wrestling with things or certain things. And so what has been like 
I mean, to me, it seems obvious. Like I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I would have a hard time doing that. It'd be difficult for me doing that. But in your experience, what has been like the most challenging um, thing that you've had to face either personally or as a group? And then like, how did that resolve? Yeah, such a good question. The The biggest challenge has been having a unified sense of, yes, this is where mm. God takes us mm. because um, on other outreaches, often there's a leader or designated leaders where yeah. it's like everyone will pray together, but they're they're setting direction. And in this outreach, it's unique that there is none of that. Mm. There's none of us are the, the leader of the trip. In fact, like the Holy Spirit's the leader and each of us have led outreaches or things like that in the past. So there is a little bit of how do we relate with each other and how do we make these decisions and what happens when we get stuck where no one knows quite to what decision to make and no one wants to step on toes or take charge and be the one like, okay, guys, let's do this. Um, and how we resolve that is through a lot of conversation together and, and praying and being like, Hey, let's just acknowledge that this is a different trip mm-hmm. and it is challenging because there's going to be extended times of trying to make decisions that are going to take longer and be more difficult than if there was just one person saying, Hey, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's taken a lot of mutual submission mm. of saying, let's submit to each other out of reverence for Christ. And let's trust that he will move through this teammate as much as this teammate, as much as me, as much as, you know, um, so that, that's, that's been the start for us is let's have a heart posture of, of mutually submitting to one another, mm. acknowledging that this is unique and is different. And it's going to provide challenges that we probably can't completely avoid. Mm. And then, really honoring each other when someone isn't feeling good or someone is feeling a check in their spirit or someone's just really drained and does not feel capable of ministering Mm. and being able to honor and care for each other in that way and not put uh, ministry above the team, above Mm. the the family of it, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I I love that answer. And it actually makes me think our church is having a retreat later on. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of the theme is focused on us being uh, together and stronger together and just your description of you mutually submitting and and understanding that we're all here for the lord i think is a, is a beautiful picture of like what the body of christ is supposed to do and how we're supposed to look after our brothers and sisters yeah. and how do you lay your life down for a friend you know all those yeah. things that we know yep. you guys are definitely living it out and so yep i mean that that that's pretty amazing yeah and it provides such this trip has provided a, a unique context for me to learn that because it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, I've, I've known this, I've heard this, mm-hmm. but I'm stuck with these people like day in, day out. Like we're living together. Yeah. We're, we're going through the same fears of, are we going to have somewhere to eat tonight, a place to stay? Mm-hmm. And so it, it just provides a, like a, an expedited growth in, mm-hmm. in these areas of, okay, I really have to wrestle with my heart and how do I lay myself down for my friends here? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that's just, yeah a beautiful picture of how the body of Christ is supposed to look and a very different picture than what, you know, we see in the media or the way that Christians are portrayed where it's, you know, you got to believe this or this or this, but it's really, how are we able to come together and submit and even take what I want and put it underneath what some, you know, what might be best for the team or what, what the Lord wants for me and really being able to consecrate that to the Lord and saying, no, what we're doing together is more important than yes. what I want Yes, for myself. Yeah, that's so good. And one of the verses we've come back to right in line with that is 
they're going to know we're disciples by the way we love each other mm. more than by the miracles that we can see happen or the intense words we get and or preaching or things like that. That that is our greatest testimony is is to love each other well. Yeah, I think that's just like I said, it's just a beautiful picture of the way that the body is supposed to work and you know, I think just even having you here today and having you share stories with us, it just really we can feel the connection that we have through the Lord. And it's not, you know, how is this guy from Minnesota connecting <laughs> with, you know, Caucasian guy from Minnesota connecting with this small, you know, Asian American church in Long Beach, but it's because of the Lord and what he, and the way that he's brought us together. And it's pretty, like we said at the beginning, it's a supernatural story of how yeah. God has brought this relationship together. And it's been really cool just to spend some time with you and get to know and hear about your trip and about the ways that the Lord has been leading you. I have one final question because I, I can't help, but um, some of the other sh- stories you shared um, off mic, but you know, you, in the beginning you shared, you were really wanting to desire to see if this God is real. Right. And I think that stands out to me because I, I think in, in most people, there's a desire for more or there's a deeper desire for something. And then we, we search after it in sometimes all the wrong places and sometimes we're able to find God and really be convicted of of having a relationship with God. This idea of more, right? You know, for you, I would say most people might characterize as like, okay, he took it to an extreme level and he's going all out, right? He's leaving everything behind. He's taking it literal and he's going. For our listeners, for our church, for, for people that you come in contact with, what would be like an encouragement or a way that you can encourage people to experience that or to, to, to seek after that more or to seek after like, man, I, I want to experience God in a real way. I want to know that he's mm. real. I want more of God. And mm. I don't know if everybody, okay, I know everybody's not as down as you are to right. the levels that you do, but I know that right. there's levels and there's things that you even suggested when you're um, evangelizing to people like, hey, why don't you you shared something about like read this book or yep. like what are some ways that you might recommend that just for, I don't want to say the average person, but just for a listener that's like, Oh, I kind of want more. or I want to experience yeah. more of God's realness. Like what would you yeah re- recommend? That's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that comes to mind is obedience is greater than sacrifice and mm-hmm. it's easy. I know for me, when I would hear stories of people doing things like this, it's easy to compare and say, oh, I must be worse of a Christian because I don't have experiences like that. Mm. And that's just not true. And I, I could conceivably make them in most insane sacrifices for God and still not know him and mm. still not be walking with him. Mm. And so my, my encouragement to anybody listening wouldn't be go pursue this crazy thing. If the Lord leads do that, but my encouragement would be set aside 10 minutes where you just have the Bible and the Holy spirit and talk to him mm. and ask him and throughout your day, invite him in. Maybe you need to go study. Maybe that's what God's called you to in this season. And you're, you're, you're not sure where to study, or you just want to go to your regular place. Holy spirit, where do you want me to go today? Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's the path of obedience is greater than the path of miracles. Mm. And as we obey and as our hearts are submitted to God, miracles happen, mm. things like that happen. Um, but it's not about the measure of craziness of the thing you do. It's mm. about the measure of yieldedness your heart has to the spirit. Mm. Because even for me, I, I wanted to go on this entire trip, the entire outreach. And the Lord said, William, whether you go on outreach or not, like you, you need to follow me. Mm. And that's why I only came for a week because that's how much time I felt like you said to come. Mm. And so it's like, you, you can't live in this crazy 
all do all this all the time. It's it's just day by day yielding to the spirit mm. in any context, whether you're a parent, whether you're in high school, whether you're a grandparent, whether you're in you're working a nine to five, like, Lord, how can I obey you in this today? And how can I walk with you? Oh, I love that. Preach, man. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's awesome. And I, I really appreciate your um, context for obedience too, and saying it doesn't have to be this huge thing. It can just right. be what is the one step that I need to take today that will right. be in obedience to the Lord? Yes. Is it, you know, take the 10 minutes. Is it right. take one minute? Uh, right. Just yep. in the middle of my day, I'm just going to take one minute to seek the spirit and say, what do you want from me right now? Or, yes. You know, and, and every step builds more confidence. Yes. Builds more. And then, then we can take two steps. Then we take five steps. Then we can... You know, so it doesn't just start with, I got to yes. take this huge yes. leap, Yep. but it just takes that one step. Yeah. And if I could even just share one more story, when I was 16 and first wrestling with, is God real? Like, how do I know this? I'd hear these stories and I'd almost feel shame. Like I don't have that. Mm. But the first experience for me of, I'm going to take a step of risk was just giving food to a homeless person that I passed on the way to school every day for six months. And one day it just couldn't get the verse out of my head. Like if you did it unto the least of these, you did it unto me. Mm. Or if you bless someone, but then you don't give them food or a drink, um, what good is that? And that, that was the radical step. My heart was pounding outside of my chest when I parked to come and bring some apples to this guy. Mm. Um, and for some people that might be super normal, but it was like that, that's what it looked like for me was I needed to, the Lord met me there. Mm. And it was that, that 60 second prayer or that 10 second prayer or that short decision. And now Seven years later, the Lord led me to do this. And so it's, yeah, just agree with everything you said. That's so good. Wow, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have to find some way to get you back. I know. Yeah, you know I know. Come back on <laughs> and share with us. And, yeah, next yeah. time you're in this area, you, you're going to have to come back and share more. Just, just the ways that God is growing you and speaking to you and leading you. Because, man, I feel so encouraged after just spending a, few, uh, you know, a little bit over an hour with you today. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love you guys so much. It was so fun being here on Sunday, now connecting more. I feel like I have another family in, in Long Beach. So Yeah, you're always welcome. Yeah, you're, you're always, always welcome. welcome. Yeah. All right. Thanks, William, for coming on. We really appreciate you. And we just want to bless you on the rest of your trip. I just wanted to see if we could close it in a time of prayer just to bless you on the rest of your trip. Um, God, we just thank you for William and his team that they're willing to take such huge steps of faith to minister to people, to really actually just step out in obedience. So God, we just pray that you'll continue to bless them. You've already blessed them and in so many ways. You've already provided for them in so many ways. We just pray for more of that, that you'll continue to provide and bless and cover and walk with them and that they'll really be able to experience more of your presence throughout the day, each day as they go and minister to people. So we just thank you for them. We just pray for health and and for their whole team and that they will just really be able to accomplish the mission that you've set out for them. So we thank you for William. Thank you that he's been able to share with our church and our congregation just the stories of how real you are and how you've been providing for him and his team. And we just pray for more blessings for him the rest of this trip. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks again for coming on. Until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify 
so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.